Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Welcome to episode 124 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I am so excited about this podcast episode, and it's honestly a topic that definitely touched on this on this podcast for sure, but definitely not enough. And so I'm really excited to have topics of sex and pleasure and sexuality making more of a presence here on the podcast because it's such an important topic. I've worked, you know, at this point with hundreds of clients and I found that a lot of women, you know, have complicated feelings around sex. Either they have sex um, because they're just numbing out or it's almost out of habit. Like, oh, shouldn't we be having sex now? Or it's an attempt to connect, emotionally connect with someone that they're dating or would like to be dating more seriously. But of course, there's this big misunderstanding that emotional connection equals physical intimacy. Obviously, there can be some overlap, but it's certainly not the same thing. And so I just want to talk about this more because it's really important. And sex is a really big part of a relationship. And it's a really big part that we often give our power away. And by taking your power back and keeping your power throughout the entire sex experience, sexual experience can be so incredible for a relationship and really seeing it blossom and, and grow. So I'm really excited to have Kit on the show. She's actually a new friend that I've met here in Denver and I met her through my, our mutual friend, I should say, and my old coach, Becca Piastrelli. I worked with her a lot last year and she introduced me to Kit who lives here in Denver and we get our dogs together and it's so much fun. And I just really admire Kit and her energy and her relentless dedication to celebrating women's pleasure. I really believe that we need more women like Kit doing the good work here in this world because owning your pleasure, specifically your sexual pleasure, you know, for some, it might seem awkward or trivial or, you know, just notice how what's coming up for you or how you're feeling in your body as I'm talking about this. And that's going to give you a lot of really good information of really how your relationship to sex is and where it is now. 
but it's really important because like I said earlier, owning your sexual power is a beautiful way to own your power in other parts of your life, not even just in just other parts of your relationship, but just in other parts of your life. Because the big question is, who are you really outsourcing your power, your confidence, or your worthiness to? And I think um, sex is a really big way we outsource all of those things. So a little bit about Kit. She's an incredible, incredible woman. So I just want to read you her entire bio because it's just so good. So for the last two decades, Kit has been an activist, academic, and entrepreneur committed to channeling her passion for gender equality into a celebration of women's sexual pleasure. She earned a master's degree at gender and or in gender and social policy from the London School of Economics and has been featured in Marie Claire and Glamour magazines. She launched O Actually, which is an incredible resource and website. I will have the link in the show notes for sure. And she's and O Actually is a multimedia platform for open and honest dialogue to release ta- the taboo of women's self-pleasure and to promote beautiful erotic work made by women for women. Kit is also a 200-hour certified yoga teacher and an avid world traveler. She spent years living abroad with stays in Europe and South America. She's also traveled to Morocco, India, Malaysia, Singapore, and Bali. And from London to Hawaii to Peru, she studied under some of the world's most renowned feminist academics and worked with the world's most prolific tantra and shamanic healers. So she's an incredible, incredible human being. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. And before we get there, one more thing. I want you to keep in mind these questions as you listen into my conversation with Kit. So do you actually enjoy sex? Do you actually get pleasure from it? with no strings attached? Or is sex more of something you do to get confidence or to feel secure in a relationship or in in an attempt to emotionally connect with someone? Do you think you're too much? Or do you have any sexual trauma or violence in your past that you're not dealing with? Or maybe it's showing up. Maybe you have dealt with it, but there's parts of it that are still showing up in your sexual relationships today. Is it hard for you to find pleasure in sex? Do you enjoy sex? So keep these questions in mind as you listen into my conversation with Kit. All right, and we are back on the show and I've got Kit with me. Hi Kit, welcome to the Love Life Connection. Hi Veronica, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, when I was just saying that, I almost said Date Yourself Radio, which is the old name of this podcast, so I'm glad I didn't, but I thought I would tell everyone because it kind of made me chuckle. So I'm so excited that you're here in our conversation. It's such an important conversation. And I think a lot of the work that we both do in the world overlap each other a lot. And so I'm just really excited for you to share your message and your impact and the work that you're doing with my audience and my community. So can you tell us who you are and what you do? Yes, thank you. Um, My name is Kit Murray Maloney, and I am the founder and CEO of a web platform called O Actually. And everything that we do at O Actually is a celebration of women's sexual pleasure in order to heal and better the world, which we believe happens through that celebration of female orgasms, including solo sex, um, which I hope we get able to dive into more because I have a lot of thoughts about the importance of it. (laughs) We definitely will. But first, I just want to know, and I'm sure everyone asks you this, but how did you get started? Like, how did you get into that? Because everyone always asks me that. 
Yeah, it's a great question. a lot more taboo than mine, so I feel like I would probably ask that, but can you tell us how you got started? Absolutely. (laughs) Origin stories are very important. Yeah, um, I will, I'll try to give you the medium version and then we can go deeper into any areas that you feel called to ask about. But um, I was very involved from my late teens throughout my early 20s in issues of women's sexuality, but coming at it from a standpoint of prevention and reaction to sexual assault. Um, and so I was very involved on in leading student organizations on my college campus. I then went and got my master's degree from London School of Economics in gender and social policy and was really, again, rooted on issues of sexual violence. And I had um, come to a point where I wasn't able to maintain my own self-care and my own mental and physical health by being so narrowly focused on what we don't want in the world around women's sexuality. And so I stepped aside from the work for a few years. And when I was ready to go back into the work of women's sexual health, well, women's sexuality, I decided to go into it not only from a health standpoint, but from this question of if we create what we want, which is a world void of sexual violence, then what does the world look like? And in sitting with that inquiry, I realized that in that world, there is a genuine, authentic, ruckus celebration of women's pleasure. And so I sought out to create that now. And from there, have been on my own healing and growth journey. I um, realized that one of the reasons I personally wasn't able to sustain my work around issues of sexual violence was that I had not come to a place of healing around my own sexual trauma in my late teens. And so a couple of years ago, did a lot of inner work and inner healing around that. Um, And have also found that the very message of, oh, actually, around this importance of celebrating our sexuality, our sexual pleasure, our orgasms was in of itself a tremendous healing modality for me um, to come back into the truth of my own safety, my own pleasure, and to use my sexuality and my orgasms with self to feel a connection to that safety and truth that I had been separated from through the trauma. Um, So, yeah. <laughs> That's a bit of the origin, a bit of the journey, and happy to share more on any or all of it. Yeah. Um, well, I think what some people might be wondering as they're listening to this is what's the connection? Like, why is um, pleasure, or specifically self pleasure, like, why is that important? How does it relate to the wider movement on feminism or empowerment or, you know, taking down the patriarchy? Like, what's the connection there? Yeah. Well, one of the things that, well, let's see, where do we start with this? Um, (laughs) I believe, (laughs) I believe that women are so gifted, so powerful, and that a huge source of our power is our body. Um, It's where we get so much of our intuition um, and our vitality from. And that is something that patriarchy is very aware of as well. Um, And has taken note and has taken action into separating us from that truth, Um, making it so that we live in our heads, 
that we're disconnected from our bodies and that when we have a relationship to our bodies, that we are shamed about our sexuality, we're shamed about our body's size, regardless of its shape, um, we're shamed about our desires, um, and we have this massive taboo around sex, um, particularly solo sex or masturbation, as a way of further disconnecting ourselves from the celebration of our pleasure. And so in coming back into honoring our whole bodies, including their tremendous um, capability to receive pleasure, we are saying no more to these patriarchal paradigms that have us living only in our head and have us so disconnected from hearing the messages that are coming from our whole bodies, very much including our womb space and our intuition that's really wired into our, um, our guts, if you will. Um, and so that is, it's a, it's a potent and powerful thing to stand as an empowered and a sexually empowered woman um, at any point, but particularly in 2018, um, when a lot of us are hearing the messages loud and clear that it is only okay for us to be women in a certain set of very specific boxes, but to be outside of them isn't okay. Um, and so it's great to be in sisterhood and in these conversations where we're exploring what it means to stand fully in ourselves, even when that is outside of these much more narrow limitations that might be felt from the culture. Yeah. I just want to um, point out something really quickly because in my community, I have a strict no male bashing rule and patriarchy Ooh. is not about bashing any particular man or even like men in general it's like the system and so i just want to yeah. clarify that for everyone oh, absolutely and i love that and i love men <laughs> um, I, I love men i love their abilities to be tremendous allies to be wonderful lovers and to be um so involved in in all of our messages around healing and growth there's tremendous opportunity to do more in partnering with men um, and I am very excited about, about the support that we already have and the support that I see coming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to hear your answer to a question that I got from a listener, I don't know, probably a couple months ago. I answered it on a previous podcast, um, but I think it's a really interesting question. And she was just wondering, like, is it harder to, like, how do you date as a feminist? Like, is it harder to, you know, because there are these patriarchal norms and even if someone's not like actively supporting the patriarchy, like they might be playing out some of those rules or those expectations or patterns or norms or whatever. Um, and so I'm just kind of curious to, to hear your opinion or your thoughts. If you think it's harder to date as a mm. feminist. Um, yeah. You, you yeah. recently got engaged. Oh, so you're, you're closer to the, the dating scene <laughs> than I am. Um, and I think I was a feminist when I was, dating, but it was like a long time ago and I've evolved and changed a lot since, since then. Yeah. What an awesome question. Um, and thank you for passing it along to me as well. I think that there are a couple of ways to answer it. So yes and no. <laughs> um, I think that if you want to, if you are a feminist, um, and you want to date all men, regardless of how they treat women, then um, dating is going to be harder because you are going to run up to run into a lot of men in your 
intent of dating as many men as possible that aren't aligned. If you are a feminist who has come into such joy and empowerment around your equality and are very clear that you want to attract in an aligned, and again, this, I'm assuming this is a heteronormative question, sure. um, call in an aligned man, then it's so much easier <laughs> because you've done your work on who you are. And I think this is where we have a lot of similarities, Veronica, like as, as you do, as, as we all do our own work to understand who we are, we get that much more precise about who it is that we want to call in in partnership. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite authors, Alison Armstrong, talks about the importance of you in dating. Well, first of all, having your very clear goals for dating. Are you dating to date? Are you dating for long-term partnership? Um, are you dating for all sorts of the reasons why people date, for sex, for companionship? Um, but once you've narrowed that in, you are looking for almost always a pretty small, if not incredibly small subset of the population. So there are more than enough people for you to date, even if your goal around dating is to date a lot of people. (laughs) Um, And this is an issue of sorting first. It's not an issue of attracting in all the people because there are billions of people. Um, And so when we come into more alignment with ourselves, we're actually able to even more quickly sort. Um, And I don't mean that in any sort of like negative, like other people aren't good enough. What I mean is that we are able to more quickly see which connections are the ones that we are desiring. And so if coming into your path and owning your feminism or whatever word lands with you, whatever is signifying your truth, um, yes, that might make it difficult to be dating a very broad spectrum of people, but you are accelerating your journey on dating the people that you want to date. Yeah. I I love your answer. And it it reminds me of a conversation. So for everyone listening, Kit and I are friends in real life. Hashtag IRL. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And um, this just reminds me of a conversation that we had. It might've been even the first time that I think we met. I don't remember. It might've been I don't remember. Maybe it was the first time. And um, we were talking just this like idea of just like giving our, um, like I think a big theme of our work that overlaps is just giving our power away. Um, Mm. And I think that, you know, when you aren't really owning whatever the ism is that you want to identify with or whatever the thing is, your values, goals, things like that, um, it's always going to be harder because ultimately you're giving your power away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just got really excited. I have, I have at least two things to share on this. Okay, go for it. <laughs> um, and I love our walks. So thank you for giving them a shout out. Um, <laughs> so and our dogs on, are BFFs. <laughs> our dogs are BFFs, even though my dog tripped Veronica on our very oh, yeah, first for everyone who, my podcast so listeners know about it. So oh my God. Oh my God. Everyone, oh my God. Is, no, 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 no shame. No, <laughs> no hurt feelings. But yes, I tripped yeah. over Kit's dog and that's how I broke my elbow. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And, and just celebrating you for your ability to forgive and understand. I was a great teacher. I was a great teacher. <laughs> oh. Well, so one of the two things that immediately popped into my mind on this topic was our, 
mutual friend and coach, Nisha Moodley, mm-hmm. said to me about a year and a half ago now, when I had been single, so a little bit of background, I had been single for probably mm, over five years. And, you know, I run this company around women's sexuality and pleasure and female orgasms. And, um, and I love it. I love it. And I'm human. And, you know, for your person who questioned, like, is it harder dating as a feminist? Well, is it harder dating when <laughs> you're instantly thrown into conversations around orgasm in very early conversations? I would say again, yes. <laughs> and in dating the people that I want to date, it did accelerate things um, because it, it revealed to me who was going to be a partner. But stepping back into this conversation that I had with Nisha, um, I was so ready. I had been single for what felt like a very long time to me. And I had been single in those final years with a lot of awareness of how I was ready for partnership. And so those years were even more challenging because my desire for that wasn't feeling met. And I was in a big old game of, am I too much? Um, And is this too much? Will I ever be able to call in my man if I'm doing this company, if I carry my beliefs, if I stand in, basically if I stand in my truth, is my truth too much? And it was so refreshing what she said to me, which was um, something like, you know, Kit, you probably are too much for a lot of men. (laughs) And so that just totally disarmed me, right? Because I was like, wait, what? Aren't you supposed to tell me that like, it's all gonna work out and there's no such thing as being too much and all that? So that was wonderful. And then it was followed by, and your man wants more and more of you in the world. And that landed in my whole system as so true. And so something that I would have easy access to if I was talking to another woman. But when we're living in our own heads and our own fears, it's so hard to see through the self-imposed and planted weeds. Mm -hmm. But it was so comforting because it also made so much sense and is connected to where we started this conversation, which is like, sure, this is too much for a lot of men to hold. And... I am looking, I, I desire one long-term monogamous partner. So one man. <laughs> and I do believe that he is out there and that holding this vision, this feeling that I am going to come into partnership with somebody who just wants more and more of me in the world was such an empowering vision to deepen into on a daily, if not more routinely basis. And when I met him, really not too long ago, we are engaged. We've been together for about seven months. It was such an instant realization that I had found him. And that feeling of him supporting me unconditionally, loving me, wanting my message, wanting me to be more and more and more, that there's just like nothing too much in his eyes about me. (sighs) was just like pure magic mm-hmm. and bliss and joy. Um, and there was a number, there was a second thing that I 
was coming <laughs> from this, but we're going to pause there. Yeah. Well, I, I, I love that story and I, um, I don't want to, I want to get back to the sex stuff, but I do just want to, to mm-hmm. bookmark to highlight here. Um, when I, I feel like the closer you are into your truth, then the, the, well, first of all, like the whole dating game thing becomes obsolete, but I feel like you just like know sooner whether yeah. or not someone is going to be a good partner for you, life partner. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like I'd really started getting into my truth when I met CV and I've since evolved a lot since then, um, which has been fun for a relationship. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, like Stevie and I met, I think, and we started dating in June and then by the next May, we weren't engaged, but we had moved to Dallas together, but we'd been talking about Dallas. So that's like fast for some people, but like, you know, the closer you are to the, whatever you want to identify as or whatever your truth is, like, you know, right. Right. In some ways it makes it a lot easier. Like your options are fewer, which also makes it easier because the whole paradox of choice thing. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. And this is so connected with sex. So one of the things that I love about solo sex, which is my term for masturbation, I find solo sex to be a term that really feels equal to partner sex. Um, masturbation just feels so clinical and like doesn't have the high vibe frequency for me at least as solo sex does. So that's why mm-hmm. you hear me using that phrase. Mm-hmm. But solo sex is such an awesome opportunity for women to discover their desires and how they like to be touched and what fantasies they like and what fantasies they want to hold as fantasies and what fantasies they might be curious about exploring in reality. And having that whole dialogue with yourself is so, can be so illuminating into what type of sex you want to take into the partner realm. And, and again, when we get really clear about what we want, it takes off this pressure and anxiety about whether or not it's okay to want it. Um, And that question mark of, is it okay to want, is what often gives us a lot of the fear and nervousness around asking for it, right? Like we give ourselves the permission to want humor, let's say, in relationships, right? That seems like, you know, that's a quote unquote, okay thing to have on your list. Um, and you know, unbelievable oral sex. Why isn't that okay to be on your list? (laughs) And maybe you don't want to put that on your dating profile. I get that. But knowing it in yourself as something that's really important to you is going to, and really coming into acceptance of that first, and then hopefully a celebration of it again is another tool of knowing yourself so that you know, when you've met your partner and when your needs holistically are fully being met. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there are many amazing tools to help us gain wisdom about ourselves. One of the ones that I find most powerful is solo sex. And so that brings it back. And for someone who's listening and they're just like, Oh, I don't know. That's just, that feels like really weird or a shame or, um, even foreign to them, like how, 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 like what resources, um, are out there? How can they begin that dialogue, um, of healing and moving to acceptance? 
Yeah. So for those, I want to say, I hear you. I get it. You are not alone. This is a topic that I talk about a lot of hours in every day. <laughs> so um, I have that as an advantage. And the truth is, is that we are talking very um, colloquially maybe about very taboo subjects. So if you're still kind of in that place of like, what is this woman talking about? I totally get it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and again, you're not alone. You're not the first um, and you won't be the last to be like, is solo sex really this important? Um, and maybe like, maybe you're thinking, as you say, Veronica, like, I don't have access to this. I don't think that this would actually be pleasurable for me right now in my life. Awesome. Listen to that voice. I put some curiosity, playful curiosity to it and deepen into the inquiry of how can I prioritize my pleasure a little bit more today? And what I mean by that is be totally open to what comes. If exploring your body in the shower is accessible to you, beautiful. If that means going for a long walk in nature, awesome. If it's taking that dance class that you feel like you know you really, really want to do and is going to be amazing, but you're in some story about not having the right workout clothes for it or not yet having the right body for it or the right moves, but you know that that's kind of a BS story, go to the dance class and enjoy yourself and enjoy what it feels like to be on that edge um, and, and trust yourself to be safe and on the edge. Um, and one of my dear friends, Nadia Moonla, she talks about how sensuality is really our gateway to sexuality. And I have come over the years to really see almost no disconnect between sensuality and sexuality. Yes, of course, they're separate. And almost, yes, of course, they're exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And so again, what I mean by that is ignite your senses if deepening right into a solo sex session sounds just totally ludicrous, then what around you can bring in touch, beauty and sight, sounds that are going to feel sensual and connect you to your body, um, movement, hip circles, sinking your toes into grass. These are reconnecting ourselves to our senses, to our body, to our pleasure, and sending really powerful signals to our brain that we like this and we're going to make the time and space to incorporate it into our days and weeks. And, and if we are pulling this back into dating and particularly women dating men, this is kind of like a superpower. Like we are sensual beings as women and men love that we are and love when they can witness and be guided back to their senses when we are fully dropped into ours. And that's why there are so many amazing images of dancing and movement and just devouring and delicious foods that even while I'm talking about it, like my nervous system is slowing down and coming into a place where genuine pleasure can be received. And that's really 
so important. And again, we're so disconnected from in our day-to-day to-do lists that never end type of world right now. Yeah. Okay. And then one more thing on this point, which is that if you're still looking for something a little bit more um, like, okay, I'm ready, but I want to know exactly what to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, which I also that's get. Not, that's not any of my listeners. <laughs> one of my favorite favorite practices is um is awesome because it doesn't involve any additional time to your day so you can quell that part of your mind that's like you've got to be crazy I don't have time for this shit um and excuse me if I'm not meant to swear um and if you're thinking that you're not ready for the orgasm part so um, this helps a lot of the nervousness in the head. So it is simply bringing more intention to an appreciation of your body when you're already taking a shower. And so you're going to take a shower, right? And so it doesn't take any more time. And yet we miss this opportunity in the shower a lot to actually drop into the present moment. And we're already on to what are we going to do that day or what still needs to be done today. Um, And it becomes this missed opportunity. And so inviting you back into an opportunity of appreciating the body, this is so simple. It's just about putting intention into the washing and touching of your skin. So if you start with your toes, instead of being thinking about trying to get out of the house before the traffic starts. It's just a quick, thank you toes. I appreciate you toes. Up your body. Thank you ankles. Thank you for the movement. Thank you for your help in me walking this earth. Thank you knees. Thank you for my agility. Thank you thighs. Thank you for the strength. Thank you Yoni. Thank you for the pleasure. Thank you solar plexus, abdomen, connecting me to my personal power. Thank you breasts. Thank you for your beauty. Thank you for your sensitivity. I'm evoking things that are just coming to me, but just doing the whole thing just to show you how quick it is. You know, and thank you throat. Thank you for helping me spread my message in the world. Thank you shoulders for your strength. Thank you arms for your ability to have me type my emails. (laughs) Um, Thank you face for all of the senses, sight, um, smell, taste. um, And thank you skull for, for housing my, my brain. You know, this is, that is so quick and it drops you into presence and gratitude and your senses. And so that is one of my favorite invitations to people. Um, And there is something, even the scientists will know that there is something around water that amplifies energy. And so by doing this in the shower, it is supercharging the gratitude. Um, And there are really cool studies where when people talk really meanly um, and aggressively and, and with a lot of anger towards, um, towards frozen water, it'll get all like gnarly and like discolored and just kind of nasty. Um, and if you just love up on it, it basically turns into like beautiful symmetrical crystals. Um, and that's another sort of data point that oftentimes my brain needs to be like, okay, okay, this actually, there's, there's proof here. Yeah. 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 My community likes proof. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like, I like some proof. No, let's be honest. I like proof. I, I I like, I, 
I, I am a woo-woo, but I also am like, yeah, but I want proof for the woo-woo works. But <laughs> so I, I Well, it. exactly. And I think, you know, for me, years ago, I was so much less woo um, and I really needed the evidence. And through mm. my own experience, I have come to see that a lot of what has been most helpful to me is not stuff I fully understand, if understand at all. And so I have come into this new mantra and um, self mantra of I prioritize what works regardless of if I understand why, and mm -hmm. um, because it works <laughs> and there are things. So I, I invite us all to, to elevate that truth a little bit more than it is in our present society because we all know the things that work and does it really matter if there's been a Harvard study on it? Probably not. Like, you know, if it came out tomorrow that yoga quote unquote doesn't work, I'm still going to practice. I know it works. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know it makes me feel more grounded. Like there's no shaking me out of that. Um, and so, and yet it, it's helpful when it all aligns and there's both knowing and some good scientists have also quote unquote proven it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we talked about this one time on our, on our walks. I said, I don't know what it is, but when I'm like really dropped into my message, even if the subject line's like kind of crappy and I'm like writing an email to my community, like it's always a higher open rate. <laughs> Just like, exactly. I'm ask questions because I know it works. I just got to drop it in. That's all. Exactly. <laughs> drop it. It works. And, right? <laughs> you know, do we care? Sometimes when we want to replicate things, it's helpful to know why it works. Other times it's like, oh man, I just know it works. So I'm going for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us about, um, oh, actually, and like what resources are there? I know there's the second chakra circle too, which I want you to share. Um, because it sounds amazing. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit more about the resources available to actually, and then second chapter. Yeah. So we have um, a blog, a podcast. We have some really awesome adult content. Um, all of it is highly, highly curated by me. Um, and it is video work that has been produced by amazing women all over the world who are committed to reclaiming female sexuality through an expression of erotic work that celebrates women. And, and so if I haven't met the directors in person, I have spoken with them at length um, over a Skype or Zoom um, and have spoken with people who they work with, um, all in service of allowing us to drop into our sexuality, our fantasies, our pleasure, without having the concern that so often comes into our awareness and blocks us from our pleasure. This concern being around, you know, is it okay that I'm watching this? Or is everybody involved in this production safe? That's all been pre-determined. Um, and the, oh, actually stamp has been given that this is really awesome, holistically celebratory. Um, work that's been produced. So that's in our erotic video section. Again, we have a Pleasure with O Actually podcast blog, lots of juicy stuff. And we also recently have launched the second chakra circle, which, which is, I love the name. I just want to say it's aw. brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I just love it. And for listeners who might not be super aware of the chakra system, it's an energy system throughout our bodies 
and the second is just above, um, well, if you make a triangle pointing um, down towards your toes where your thumbs are coming, if you place them on your navel and then your index fingers are pointing down to your yoni, it's this triangle of your womb space. Um, and it is where we house our energetic connection to our sexuality, our pleasure, as well as our money and our creativity. And so it's just a super amazing space um, and it, that it's guided by pleasure. I'm totally in love with. Um, and that it's these, this three pronged thing of sexuality, money, and creativity. It's like if we can all get ourselves back into the truth around abundance within those three categories, we're just going to have these unstoppable, creative, delightful women in the world. Um, and that is what I dream of and am so excited to be a part of. Um, so that's a monthly membership. And right now I'm offering with sign up um, a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me um, mm -hmm. where we can explore what brought you to the circle, what issues are coming up for you right now and how I can best be of support to you um, as you go through the monthly program, which again touches on, on these themes around holistic sexuality. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Um, everyone should go check out oactually.com. Mm -hmm. um, also, you're like really good at naming things because oactually is also a great name as well. Um, so I just would love to wrap up our conversation with some, um, rapid fire questions, if that's okay. Oh, yes. Um, so I used to ask all my guests your favorite way to treat yourself, which I will ask you that, but I'd like to ask a few more questions too, cause I'm nosy. Um, <laughs> so what's your, favorite, what's your favorite food? Oh, that's so interesting. Strawberries just came to me. <laughs> I don't, um, Super sensual. Yeah, maybe that's because we were talking about, about really sensuality being sexuality and vice versa. I do love berries, though. So, um, my man is really great. He, like, always has us with, like, so many berries in the fridge. So. <laughs> we'll go with that. Also pizza, though. <laughs> that's my husband's favorite food, but he's a celiac, so it, like, makes him sad every day. Well, we have to get you over to our neighborhood because we think we have the best pizza in Denver across the street and they make unbelievable gluten-free crust. Really? Yeah. Okay. We'll check it out. We'll check it out. Um, so speaking of Denver, what's your favorite spot in Denver? Mm. Well, that restaurant's called Bardot and I love it there. It's, um, it's the restaurant that I that I was a local of and a huge fan of since it opened about two years ago. And so was my fiance. Um, and so we, uh, we both individually came to know the community at Bardot for years before we finally met each other. And so we have many jokes about wanting to go back to credit card receipts and see how many times we were actually there at the same time. Or my tendency would be to go there from three to six and he would go there after his radio show from eight to 10. And so we think that for years we were both there on the same days, but we just missed each other by a matter of moments. And is that where you guys met at Pardo? We technically met at their sister restaurant, um, Senior Bear, which is okay. their Latin concept restaurant, all in my little neighborhood of Lo High. Um, which is um, a really special spot to me. There's also um, a kombucha shop 
that we've got to go to and have kombucha, except that I love Wash Park, which is where we walk. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. How many things? <laughs> yeah, so many things, exactly. My one caveat with rapid fire was like, I'm not really programmed to do rapid fire, but I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay this question I want to ask because it's my favorite thing to do what's your favorite place you've traveled to which I know is kind of an impossible question to answer because I love traveling I know you do too yeah but I'm still gonna ask it (laughs) I know I love it so again I'm just gonna share what like first came to me which is London um and I think London is the truthful answer because not only was living in London for so many years such a special part of my experience, but also it rooted my love of travel in me. Um, And so living abroad there, having access to so many other international cities at my fingertips um, helped me see the world um, in such incredible ways. Um, I also just have so many friends um, there and so many vivid memories of experiencing what it meant to live abroad and um and learn a new city and a different culture um that it has a really special place in my heart yeah i love that um so nothing about the royals though that's not why you liked living there (laughs) (laughs) well my very first thought um was just a 10 minute walk to buckingham palace and i used to I, I could either walk 10 minutes to Buckingham Palace or like 15, 20 minutes to Primrose Hill, which is a beautiful, beautiful place <laughs> and look out over the city. So my yeah. audience knows that my guilty pleasure is like seeing what like Kate and Will and like Megan and Harry now are all up to. Oh, it's so awesome. I know. No, actually I was saying to my fiance the other day, I was like, well, the Royal wedding is going to happen about three months before our wedding. So we'll have to see what they do because they'll set trends. And he was like, you have completely lost me. Like I literally don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, how do you not know that Harry is marrying Megan? Like what is wrong with you? Okay, I'm pretty sure that Stevie and, and your fiance would get along. It's, it's, I'm like, if I'm like talking about the Royals at all, Stevie just goes like, and for those listening, like I'm just like putting my hand up. Oh, totally blank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like blank, blank face. Blank face. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'll be getting up really early to watch the wedding next month. Let's definitely coordinate for sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, nothing like creating plans on the podcast. I don't think <laughs> I've done that before. I don't know if I've interviewed someone who's like actually, we're like in Denver, but we're in our own home. So it's like, I feel right. anyways okay so last question is favorite way to treat yourself Hmm. this is so good um okay i'm gonna i'm gonna run with a kind of like meta answer right now until a more micro one reveals itself to me but presence So I don't treat myself with presence nearly as much as I desire to. Um, And I brought a ton more awareness around that in the last years and in the last months and weeks and even moments. Like this morning, it just was another invitation to think this is not in service of your highest self kit to be doing the laundry, 
making breakfast, kind of playing with the dog, kind of checking email, listening to podcasts, like (laughs) all of these things that individually I really enjoy, even the laundry bit, like bringing presents to organizing my house in the past month has been so freeing and truly has felt like a treat to have so much organization. And the process of bringing presents to it makes it joyful. And I surround myself with distractions. So I'm just outing myself and my humanity in that. Um, And loving being witnessed by you in this moment and by listeners of really seeing that presence is so connected to my message, to my belief in how we'll be more connected to one another um, and how I really want to show up. I I show up for others in presence so much more easily than I do for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's why it feels like such a treat. It's like, you know, just eating a meal with myself and not doing anything else is a treat. And I desire to gift it to myself more often. Um, And then I love the movies. I think like going to the cinema, like is, I, I do, I love it. And again, I don't do it enough, but I think it's probably, they're probably tremendously connected because I, I have to like almost like force myself to go because I am in this loop of like, oh, I can just watch it on Netflix. But the experience is so different. And there are some really cool cinemas in Denver where like you can go and have a drink and like, and I get dressed up and like, so in the, I basically make them, like, if we go to the movies, like, I want Reno, my fiance, to, like, pick me up outside of the house. And, like, (laughs) it's, like, a thing. (laughs) Um, And then it becomes more joyous. And there are no distractions. Like, they make, they, like, kick you out if you check your phone, right? So, like, it, like, it, they're really intertwined, I'm seeing now. Um, The reason I like going to the cinema is because um, it is an outwardly, enforced way of being present with watching the movie. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I'm not a big movie goer, but lately we've been going a lot because Stevie has a bulging disc and can't do much other than like, you know, watching movies. And so I'm like, well, let's just go out and watch a movie. And the one, um, I don't know, I forget what street it's on, but the one downtown, I think it's like 16th street or something. Mm-hmm. It's like recliners. Yes. Which is great. It's so nice. They're so amazing. They're like full-on lazy boys or whatever they're called. Yeah, it's amazing. So awesome. I totally know what you mean because like when we watch a movie um, in the house where like both of us might be checking our phones too, Mm -hmm. seeing what the dog's up to, like also kind of just doing 10 other things. So I totally love that answer. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. This was so much fun. This was so fun. I can't wait to see you again in real life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We'll walk in the park, drink kombucha, have gluten-free pizza, and see the royals get married. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you, everyone. Um, Thank you so much, Veronica, for having me here. I loved it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. 
Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.